Well, good morning. Happy Thursday. Welcome to Let's Open the Bible. I'm Russ Fox here with Gavin Pratt. Good morning, Gavin. Good morning. Great to see you today and great to be in God's Word today. Amen. Always. Uh, well, I tell you what, we're going to be in Acts chapter 26. We've been talking about discipleship, and uh, yesterday we had a great episode on a way that Paul shows us of, of being a witness, sharing our testimony. Uh, so I'm going to open with a word of prayer, and then I, I want, uh, Gavin, if you would, just read a couple of verses, maybe verse 21, or if you want to recap where we were, uh, and then we'll go from there. But uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Uh, Lord, you know everything about us. You know exactly what we need. And you know everything uh, there is to know, and yet you chose to to love us and pour out your grace on us. And, and Father, we come humbly to the throne of grace this morning, Father, just uh, seeking to glorify you and to learn from you and from your word that we may be better disciplers, uh, that uh, we may glorify you, that others may see um, our, our good works, our good conduct, and glorify you in heaven. So Father, thank you for this opportunity to open your word and just communion with you in this way. And Father, we uh, we just praise you, and we ask this in Christ's name, Amen. Amen. Where did you say you wanted to start? Um, so let's let's just read verse twenty-one, okay? Uh, and this is after his testimony about the good work of Christ in his life and his conversion. Uh, For this reason, the Jews seized me in the temple and tried to kill me. That is uh, that is not a real pick-me-up passage there. For what for what reason? Yeah. So for the reason of sharing the faith, you know, he, he has talked about, Paul here has talked about his life before Jesus, how he was a wicked sinner. He, he persecuted the church. He, uh, didn't connect the dots because I think you use the word, the idol in his heart didn't allow for Jesus to, to be the son of God. And, and then Jesus on the road to Damascus appears to Paul and says, Hey, you know, why are you persecuting me? It's hard for you to kick against the goads. He comes to know Christ personally as Jesus reveals himself to him. And, and from that moment on, Paul is a different person. In fact, he was Saul, he becomes Paul, he's a different person, and his entire life, uh, I like how you put it, uh, God gave him, uh, through the process of sanctification, he gave him a new wonder. He, he went from wanting to obey the law and persecute the church to wanting to serve Christ. And the way he served Christ was to try to declare, and it says uh, that uh, he, he declared first to the Jews, and then he went to the Gentiles that they would repent and turn to God and do the works befitting repentance. Then we get to verse 21, and it is for that reason that he was persecuted. And I think part of discipleship that we need to kind of wrestle with a little bit, if we're doing it right, there's probably going to be some criticism. There's probably going to be some persecution, which in our country is is kind of hard to put our finger on it because it looks so differently than what Paul experienced. It looks so differently than what some experience around the world. I've heard, Gavin, I'm sure you've heard stories of, of persecution to the extent of martyrdom. Uh, Fox's Book of Martyrs, uh, Torture for Christ by Richard Wormbrand. There are many books out there that just remind us that to follow Christ is is done at great cost. The Bible itself certainly is replete uh, with verses about suffering. Yeah, I, I was in a I was in a uh, a class taught by Nick and Ruth Ripkin, the author of uh, The Insanity of God, and mm. and they were sharing uh, they were sharing an account where. Um, so the, the period of time in history when uh, the film Black Hawk Down is based on in Mogadishu, the genocide that was taking place, they, they were kind of in that. And uh, they were servants of Christ in that region, a Muslim-speaking region. And they were describing how uh, they was able to rescue this one young lady 
uh, from that region, and, and they were at a church service here in the United States, and somebody was getting baptized. And they looked over, and this young lady was just weeping. And they're like, you know, what's going on? You know, And she said, we are free in this country to be baptized without being shot at. I mean, that's chilling to think that in, in many regions, especially in the Muslim-speaking region, when someone comes to know Jesus personally, they are hunted like dogs, oftentimes by their own family members. But at their baptism in that, in that region of the country, at baptism, they actually oftentimes will martyr the person being baptized because they view that as the ultimate, like it's one thing to say you're a believer, but when you're baptized, you are a believer, and they actually execute many people at the baptism. And so this young lady was witnessing a, a baptism where people weren't trying to kill them, and they had never experienced that before. Yeah, I have such mixed feelings about that. Um, so, you know, Richard Wormbrand famously said that he has not experienced the joy uh, in the American church that he saw and experienced in the persecuted church in, I believe, Romania. Um, and the Bible has so many verses. Not only has it been granted to you to believe, but also to suffer for his name's sake. More than this, we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces hope. Um, uh, all those desiring to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, but um, do not be surprised when fiery trials come upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice. Like there is this I, this coupling of persecution and rejoicing in Scripture that is foreign to my mind. Yeah, And so I, I, I want to make this clear. I don't want to seek persecution. Never. We don't go out and, you know, provoke people to persecute us. We don't, that's not the goal. If you get sidetracked to seek persecution, you've made suffering an idol. Right. And some of us suffer just because we're, we rub people the wrong way. We're caustic and we're irritating, but we also don't seek primarily comfort. We, we press into Christ. Um, and, and, let me start maybe with the joyfulness of pursuing God. Because if you're not careful, it'll be just this cloud that hangs over us all day. Um, and, and, and maybe I'll use an example first and then dig into some text. So the example would be, how many uh, of, of you listening have children? And maybe even multiple children. When you have your first child, maybe you're caught unaware by the amount of time you're going to have to stay up at night, miss sleep. Mm. You're going to have to change your, your lifestyle. You're going to have to, uh, in, in some small sense, suffer. But it's almost not noticeable. It's negligible because the suffering is filled with his joy of the new baby, right? Yeah. Yeah. And your relationship with Christ costs you much. You take up your cross daily. And yet there's this, this attachment to Christ that allows for it to be a joyful relationship and where you can celebrate your persecution, not because you're being persecuted, but because it's a part of walking with the one that you want to walk with so much. Yeah. Uh, the other illustration I, I have used before is, you know, when I, when I dated my wife, Bef before we would go out, I was, I was a poor seminary student. Before we would go out, I had my money to do with it what I wanted. I had my time to do with it to a small extent what I wanted. Uh, I got to pick the movie if I wanted to watch a movie or go to the one I wanted when I wanted it. I got to pick the restaurant when I wanted it, where I wanted it, how I wanted it, or, or eat at home. I could do, you know, I was much more free. But when I saw Julie, met Julie, got to know Julie, 
I gladly gave up money to go on a date with her. I gladly gave up the choice of the restaurant to go on. I mean, I'd suffer and suffer. I mean, we're using that word really flippantly. I know I am. But, but suffer. To spend time with her. To be a part of her life. Whatever that may mean. Yeah. Uh, that's why in, when you get married, you say in sickness and in health. Sickness is a part of being. A, now it's not just your sickness you got to worry about. You got to worry about your wife's sickness and, and her health. You know, and so, but it's all a beautiful relationship. So, so then you have Zacchaeus when Jesus walks by and come down out of that tree, and he and he, he hurries and re, down and receives Jesus with joy, and then gives. He gives up. He loves him so much. Like for God so loved the world that he gave. Well, Zacchaeus loves so, Jesus so much that he gave. He gave. You know, he, he in, in this pouring out of, of you know, repentance and walking with Jesus and giving it with all with joy. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, and then you have the parable of the hidden treasure. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field. When a man found, uh, which a man found and covered it up, then in his joy he goes and sells all, all that he has and buys the field. So let's start with this verse on suffering to say that following Jesus is well worth the cost, and it is a joy-filled walk. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think we can definitely make an idol out of comfort, no question. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think maybe that's part of the problem that many of us deal with is that we're so averse to any form of suffering or even lack of whatever it is we want that, you know, we don't even— we can't even wrap our mind around. Do you really what think we're averse to suffering? I think some are, many are. Do you yeah. jog? No. Okay, you are averse to suffering. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to run. None. I think there's a Bible verse that actually says, "Do not run." Yeah, somebody's going to get you. Well, there's no reason. To I mean, run. if they need there's to talk no to me, no reason that, to run. If they need to talk to me that bad, I'll just be waiting on them. <laughs> okay, so so, but so, a lot of people run. Yeah. Well, that's painful. A lot of people go to the gym. Yeah, I'll Why? do that. For the greater goal. Yeah. I, I, I've also, uh, often asked this to parents. Would you ever hurt your kid? What's the, what's the, you walk through this, it, just be very stereotypical. Don't be thoughtful. All right, good job. All right. No, no, I would not hurt my kid. <laughs> would you ever hurt your kid? No. Uh, would you ever stab your kid or pay, pay to have your kid stab? Probably not. No, no. definitely not, no, right? I definitely wouldn't. Have they ever gotten a shot? Absolutely. Like a medical shot? Absolutely. Why would you hurt your kid? And by the way, I've been there with my children and you're looking at their face and you're cooing at them and loving on them. And then all of a sudden the doctor pricks the, their little pudgy leg and they start crying. Why would you ever hurt your kid? This hurts me more than you. Well, yeah, yeah, saying, right? yeah. <laughs> with a giggle, right? But uh, for their good. Yeah. And, and and so first of all, we need to extend that same courtesy to God that, that, that some of the suffering that we go through, uh, you know, we all had earthly fathers that disciplined us as seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good right? That we may share in his holiness. So first of all, we need to extend that same courtesy to God, but we also understand that like as following him, we, we can suffer for our good. Never seek suffering, never seek suffering, right? But, but we, we can suffer for our good. And we understand that in other parts of our life. Go ahead. Sorry. So no, I was just thinking in the, in the Fox's book of martyrs, I think there's the account of the, the fellow and I forget who it is. It was burned, uh, at the stake for being a Christian. And as he was being consumed by the fire, he was singing hymns. That's regular. Yeah, that's and right. Your Polycarp's a great martyrdom uh, story. Uh, Lattimore and Ridley in fifteen fifty five, I think, is another one where they're they're just you know pr- they're begging that the light of the their pyre, their their it wasn't a funeral pyre, their their consuming fire, 
would set a glow in the heart of the King of England to have the English Bible translated or something along those lines. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm confusing my stories, but just, yeah, the, regularly people would sing, their families would sing. In fact, that's one of the, uh, I've said, can you imagine if you, every song that you picked in a worship service was something that you said, listen, I need to be able to sing this on the way to the fires. I need to be able to praise God mm. for his goodness on the way to the fires. Can, may I read something? Uh, um, uh, Servants, be subject to your master with all respect, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the unjust, for this is a gracious thing. When mindful of God, one endures sorrows while suffering unjustly. First Peter 2.20 says, For what credit is it if when you sin and are beaten for it, you endure? But if when you do good and suffer for it, you endure, this is a gracious thing in the sight of God. For to this you have been called. This is First Peter 2, 21, please look it up on your own. Be that Berean that is more noble than the Thessalonians. Be that Berean. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his footsteps. I mean, that's powerful. And I think it's, it's that 2 Timothy 3.12 verse that I quoted, for all those desiring to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. The world hated him, and a servant is not greater than his master. Please hear me say, we are not pursuing suffering. We are not seeking to suffer. We are seeking Christ, and the flesh is hostile towards God. It cannot submit to God's law. It doesn't want the things of God. If you are in stark opposition to that, in not a hateful way, in a loving and winsome way, but if you are in opposition to that because you're a spirit-filled Christ follower, you will be persecuted. That's right. And and that's kind of how we got from discipleship, from go therefore and make disciples of all nations to persecution, is just pointing out the natural flow of how, how we got here. Well, we started by sharing our faith. We talked, in Paul's case, talked about his life before. He talked about how he came to know Christ. He talked about his life since, which included not just sharing his faith, but persecution. And, and it is exactly what you just said. Uh, we can expect to endure suffering for no servant is greater than his master. I mean, Jesus said, they hated me. They're going to hate you. Yeah. And, and, and this is not an excuse to be obnoxious. This is not an excuse to scream at people. This is not an excuse to stand outside of funerals and mock people. This is in no way, shape, or form a license to be uh, hateful, wicked, a jerk. I think that's the technical term. Yeah, this and, is a call to lovingly follow Jesus. And 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 I, I want to say this: um, if you're coming, if you know somebody that's coming to Christ for any other reason than for Christ they're coming to Christ for the wrong things. Like if they've been somehow somebody's told them the, the life will be easier or they'll make more money or you know whatever it is that they've been sold, they're coming to Christ for the wrong reason. Uh, you know, I, I heard a, a lyric, it was a Christian rap lyric, I, I think it was, that said, if you're coming to Jesus for money, then he's not your God, money is. Well, that can be true of comfort. It can be true of, you know, any other thing than just for... Uh, for Christ, for who he is, for what he's done. And uh, I think from a proper understanding of who Christ is and what Christ has done for us, once we have that sanctification process undergoing, we should desire, and I think we talked about this last uh, in the last episode, 
our wanters should be transformed. Right. And, and, and it, I think I've overemphasized, but I'm going to do it one last time, the warning against idolatry in this case. Uh, I had a, a group of church members one time ask me, okay, so you're talking about this radical to the root, radical to the root Christian lifestyle, right? <clears throat> and so I go, okay. Uh, they said, what does it look like? And I said, well, I'm not comfortable giving you what it looks like. No, 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 no. Just give us an example of what it looks like. And I said, okay, well, uh, and I, I really, let me, preface this by saying I stumbled horribly into this. So I said, well, okay, so-and-so in this church loves golf. Can you imagine if he just said, I'm going to take a break from golf and that time that I would golf, I'm going to be in the word. Somebody else was a really attached to their family to the point where perhaps it was an idol. And so I said, okay, what happens if that person says, listen, I'm sold out for Jesus. I'm going to go on the mission field. And, and so, and another person, you know, was spending work, work, work time and, you know, neglecting some of the things of family and faith. And, and so that was a problem, but, but also, okay, what if you just said, I'm going to forsake money uh, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to reverse tide. I'm going to 90, you know, 10 reverse tide or something like that. And, and then I came back the next week and I said, man, I blew it. Because if you're not careful, you'll start seeking suffering over safety. And, and so maybe it's not that you give up golf time. Maybe you spend more time on the golf. I don't know. That's, that's something you wrestle out by the power of the Holy Spirit with God. Maybe you need to spend more time on the golf course. Maybe you need to be the light to those that are golfing with you, calling them to repentance and faith. Maybe you need to make more money so that you can support missionaries and orphanages. And, 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 and again, you can certainly pursue money to the place where it is, it is unhealthy, ungodly, and it has caused a shipwreck of your faith and pierced in, in uh, 1 Corinthians 5, it is uh, 6, sorry, it is pierced you with many pangs. That's right. Right? So, so, but, but there are also times when Paul says, listen, I've had plenty and I've been in want. You know, and, and out of that abundance, he can glorify God. Yeah. So maybe you make money and support the ministry in other ways. What was the other one? Family. Oh, go on the mission field. Yeah, maybe you don't go on the mission field. Maybe you send 15 members on the mission field. Or maybe you train up pastors, other people to be on the mission field. It does, it's not cookie cutter. Right. And, and if, you get, if you're not careful, you'll pursue suffering over lowering yourself out of a basket, out of a window in a wall, in a basket. Well, that doesn't seem like he's pursuing suffering. No, it looks like he's pursuing safety. Because in that moment, that's what glorified God. Yeah, that's right. That's a good word. Well, Gavin, this has been a, a, a great discussion. Uh, I appreciate your time, and and for the listener, uh, I you know, uh, I just hope that you will continue to open the Word. I hope that you will continue to allow the Holy Spirit to just uh, adjust your wanter that you will want to make disciples, that you will want to share your faith, that you will also recognize that what comes with that. Uh, in every real and practical sense, uh, could be some form of suffering, some some form of of persecution. But uh, nevertheless, endeavor uh, to glorify God and and you know to 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 just bring Him honor and glory. And so for today, that's all the time we have. Tomorrow we'll continue to open the Word and and uh, look forward to seeing you then. Until then, God bless. Thank you.